Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Carcace, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your host of Millennial Women Talk. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. Given the current climate in the world right now, we have decided to put a pause on our current podcast schedule to bring you up-to-date resources that can help you during this time of need. In today's episode, we speak to therapist Whitney Goodman to ask her all about how to cope with our mental health during this time of high anxiety and stress. There were so many insightful moments in this episode, but here are some of our top takeaways. I think self-compassion is like the biggest thing that I want people to do right now is really say, even if you have the most privileged life in the world or you don't, we're all feeling things right now that feel very, very real and just validating that, not trying to cut ourselves down or say like, I shouldn't be feeling this way because. Have the most compassion that you can for other people and for yourself and realize that maybe when people are overreacting or doing weird things, it's not because of you, it's probably because of the circumstances. Okay, MW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now. Whitney Goodman. Okay, so just to give a little bit of context, she is a dear friend of Steph and I's for a long time and of our MW community, um, as well as, I have to tell you, one of the best therapists down here in Miami, Florida. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for joining us today on such a short notice. We really appreciate it. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Of course. You know, as everyone knows at the moment, we are going through a crisis. We really, really are. And so I really want to gain your perspective because I think when a crisis happens, it really shows how differently we all process and ultimately cope with what's happening. Um, I've noticed some people, such as myself, like increased anxiety. I also see people kind of dismissive, even it seemingly like they are in denial or even some people processing it kind of humorous. Like, can you talk to us a little bit about the processing and coping of a crisis? Yeah, totally. So I think you're pointing out some really good things here that we all react so differently when these things happen. Um, For a lot of us, this might be triggering memories um, or events from the past. So if you've experienced past trauma, if you've ever lost everything before or had a lot of uncertainty in your life, we kind of go into this like fight or flight mode where people are going to react by like running out and buying all the toilet paper they can find or dismissing things because it's too difficult for them to accept that it's real right now. Um, or laughing it off, like you're saying. And I I think all of these are coming really from the same place. And that's a lack of security or certainty. Mm, For sure. And I think, you know, Steph shared something with me earlier today that I thought was interesting. Um, You know, especially with the lack, right? You just hit it on the nail. Our, Our parents are Cuban refugees. And one of the things that we noticed right away was how they were saving all the food and cutting the meat thinner and almost like remembering their lack from, you know, when they were living in Cuba and they didn't have anything and they had one piece of meat that they had to feed five family members for, you know, a month. So like those memories are coming back. What piece of advice would you give to folks right now that are sort of in, in, in a lack mentality? How could they be dealing with those feelings right now? 
Yeah. So I can relate. My my grandparents are also Cuban refugees, and I think it's been the same kind <laughs> yeah. of thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom texting me every five minutes if I have enough food. But a, a lot of this feeling of lack is real for some people. There are people who do not have the ability to go out and buy um, you know, months worth of food at a time or are not sure where their next paycheck is going to come from. So I, I want to validate that feeling for a lot of people. And then for some of us, it might be more of a sense of like, wow, if I don't really cut down right now, I'm, I'm going to run out. And so I think it's this fine line of believing that we're going to get what we need and sort of having like faith and a positive outlook. And then also being realistic about what our resources are and do we need to ask for help? Mm, Absolutely. I don't want to say that there's like a right or wrong way of processing things um, because I don't necessarily think that there is one, but what is like a healthy way that you would suggest that we can try our best to process and cope with what's going on? Yeah, I think when you say like right or wrong, I I agree with that. And there's definitely a more socially acceptable versus less socially acceptable way of processing. The healthiest way to me, I think, is to try to find ways to work through the feeling um, physically by like moving, validating how you're feeling, talking to other people about it. And I think self-compassion is like the biggest thing that I want people to do right now is really say, even if you have the most privileged life in the world or you don't, we're all feeling things right now that feel very, very real. And just validating that, not trying to cut ourselves down or say like, I shouldn't be feeling this way because. Right. Right. Can we talk about a little bit about those feelings? Yeah. Fear. Let's talk about fear. The, 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 the mother of everything else (laughs) that negative can spiral. Um, Let's talk a little bit. I mean, I I know that people are very fearful right now, fearful of getting the disease, fearful for their families, fearful for their jobs. I mean, it's just fear. Let's let's talk about that a little bit if we can. Yeah, of course. So fear is definitely a normal emotion to feel right now. We have this pre-programmed stress response in our body that happens whenever we feel like we're under threat. And so you're going to start feeling your blood pressure maybe go up, your heart racing, trouble sleeping, tension in your muscles, all of this stuff that is really our bodies telling us, I don't feel safe right now. There's something going on that feels different. And so when we feel afraid, a lot of this is going to happen. And I think fear comes up when there is lack of certainty. And so that's something that we're probably not going to get for a while And I suggest really trying to work on like, how can I create certainty from moment to moment or comfort for myself in like a minute by minute basis, Mm, you know, within my own home and within my own mind. So it's definitely developing patience within yourself. So that way you're not kind of going into this overdrive where it is affecting your health, like high blood pressure, heart racing, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds to me almost, I mean, and, and I could, I mean, you know, obviously we're not in a real session or anything, but it sounds to me almost like panic attacks, right? And I feel like a lot of folks have already submitted questions to us surrounding panic attacks. We just um, had one on our Instagram live. Oh, amazing. Anxiety attacks. Anxiety attacks, panic attacks. Those are a big one. What exactly is a panic attack? Could you kind of describe the symptoms of that? 
Yeah, totally. So you're going to experience a lot of those symptoms that I just described. Um, Heart rate going up, palm sweating, maybe a stomach ache. Your breathing will probably get rapid and more shallow. Like it feels hard to get a deep breath in, possibly racing thoughts, trouble focusing. Some people um, feel the sensation of almost like they're having a heart attack. And I've been hearing a lot of people expressing that they've been dealing with um, anxiety attacks, panic attacks throughout this process. And so I think if anybody has been experiencing that, the biggest thing is that you need to focus on creating safety for your nervous system. So slowing down your breath, slowing down your heart rate, trying to create security. Like I even tell people, give yourself like a hug, like wrap your arms around your shoulders, almost crossed in front of you. And that can really help as well. Oh, wow. That's a new one. I didn't know about that. I'm actually, I'm I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Yeah, it works. Your your body needs to feel um, contained. It's almost like, I don't know if you've seen, they put babies in like those like sleep sacks or when you like cocoon a baby. It's the same concept. Like you're going to do it for yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That is so great. I mean, I can, I can speak personally here, like definitely when the news broke out and I would say it really happened when, when Trump announced the national emergency on Friday that I just felt this shift between not only myself, it was, it was just everyone. It was just this sense of panic. And I definitely, you know, when you lose that, that lack of control within your life, because you don't ultimately know what's going to happen. Um, and none of us really can, I guess, factually predict what's really going to happen within the next weeks. And that's, that's, that's very scary, you know, when you don't know. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so I love that you're saying, you know, focus on your breathing, focusing on minute by minute, right. That physical touch for yourself. What else, what else would you suggest for our Per, like taking care of our personal selves and then ultimately how we can take care of each other. So once we, you know, control our own emotions and and feel good within, how we can also start helping those around us and being there for others. Yeah, absolutely. So I think routine is really important. I know that's been something that's hard for me now that I'm at home working, you know, making sure that you're getting up, like brush your hair, brush your teeth, try to keep your routine up as much as you can. Um, and as similar as it was to before this happened, uh, making sure you're taking care of your physical body in terms of like eating, drinking water, um, sleeping, those things become even more difficult to maintain when we're under stress. They seem really simple, but they can actually get pushed, you know, to the wayside. And then also, you know, if you can do any type of movement, even if you're in like a small space stretching, there's been a lot of great workout places that are streaming all these free things online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, as far as taking care of each other, I think this is huge. Keeping up a sense of community. Something that I'm doing this week is scheduling like happy hours with friends on Zoom. Oh, that's great. And we're all just getting on there and like hanging out. It's really fun. You can do it with your coworkers, with your family, whoever. And just having these things on your calendar, it's given me something to look forward to. And it's it's nice. You can also create a rule of like, we're not going to talk about the coronavirus on this call <laughs> if you need a break and want to just like talk about some other things. I love that. 
I want to jump a little bit into the staying at home because you you were just talking about it. And I feel like this is new for a lot of folks, which is interesting because I'm, you know, a lot of our generation, we're almost, you know, some people are remote, freelancers, et cetera. And we kind of are always moving around. But now when you have the kids at home and your spouse at home and even, you know, grandparents and, and elderlies at home dealing with this, a lot of people are almost getting at each other's throats. I've been seeing a lot of questions about that because this is kind of new territory. What advice would you give to those to sort of keep the peace now in this very um, at-home quarantine life that we are currently living for the next two weeks? Yeah, it's so hard. I think a lot of people are being expected to keep up like their regular work schedule or homeschool their kids, all of this while under a bunch of other stress. So I would say have the most compassion that you can for other people and for yourself and realize that maybe when people are overreacting or doing weird things, it's not because of you. It's probably because of the circumstances. It's also okay to really set boundaries, like to say to your family, you know, I really can't talk about this so much during the day. It's raising my anxiety finding ways that you can get time by yourself, whether that's like you go and sit in your car, you know, for 30 minutes and listen to music or when you take a shower, just really trying to build in moments where you're alone. I think for parents, this is a really, really challenging time. And I would say, you know, give yourself the like privilege of just trying to survive and get through. You don't need to be like, the best teacher and the best cook and all this stuff right now. It's okay to just do enough. Right. Absolutely. I also want to mention on on the other side of that, as a person that has struggled a lot with loneliness, there are some people that are completely alone in this whole process. They're probably stuck at home alone. They might have experienced depression before, and this might be fearful for them that their depression comes back. What is kind of like your advice for for some someone that's feeling very alone in this whole crisis? Yeah, I you know, I think what we have to remember is that the rest of the world doesn't stop while this is going on. So for people that have been struggling with their mental health, this is typically just going to exacerbate it. I put up a post the other day that kind of shows you on Instagram what symptoms might be like worth really paying attention to if anybody wants to check that out. And this would be like really looking at if your symptoms start to get more out of control or or accentuated, thinking about reaching out to a professional. I know a lot of us are offering, myself included, discounted rates, uh, more availability and doing phone and video sessions. So that is available as a resource. And when you're feeling lonely, reach out, even if it's a text, a phone call, a FaceTime. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people like strangers on Instagram, you know, through my account. And that really helps me feel closer to people. So don't be afraid to try to make those connections. Yeah, absolutely. That's so great. I appreciate that so much. I mean, Mel and I were talking about this, you know, when, when crises happen, you do see leaders step up and you do see the beauty in that of, of, and I would love to know your perspective as a health professional in this crisis, how I, I love seeing that you're saying you are out there giving discounts and, and you're seeing people a lot across the board, even like the gyms, live streaming classes. I was just seeing Marnie Alton, an amazing trainer, just on live doing a free class. How are, how are you seeing from your perspective, 
you and and your in your field kind of step up to something like this? Yeah, I think it's so like beautiful and cool to see everybody stepping in and trying to do what they can to make things better. I saw celebrities were giving like free concerts yeah, last night live awesome. on Instagram. I've noticed a lot of therapists are like I said, doing discounted sessions, trying to open up their availability, really trying to make therapy as accessible as we possibly can during this time and trying to just inform people of this is what you need to do for yourself during this time. I think as a mental health professional, while I'm really concerned about what's going on right now, I am really thinking about what it's going to be like for all of us when this is over. Right. And the impact that this isolation, this loss, this scarcity, uncertainty is going to have on all of us. And so I know that's something that's really like weighing heavy and driving a lot of my behaviors. Mm. For sure. And even as a small business owner, you know, with that you are and so many millennials are, you know, understanding should I charge for my service? Should I do this? And all these feelings of almost guilt or uncomfortableness, you know, how could we be at the same time honoring our feelings, but at the same time, I mean, we kind of have to prepare for the worst, right? Because we don't know, like how you said, when we get out of this, where's this all going to stand? My question for you is, how do we deal with these emotions, these mixed emotions of, of guilt when it comes to our businesses, and at the same time, also realizing what's going on, the compassion for others. How should we be well, handling it's survival that? mode, right? Wit, it's like right. each man to their own kind of feeling, yeah. right? Right. It's like, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, Mel. Yeah. It's really scary. You know, I own a co-working space. I am not making any money while these people are all right. home. And so I understand this feeling of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen with my business? And it's a fine line of like, I need to, we all need to be able to pay our bills and take care of ourselves, but also give back. Something I did is I have a whiteboard in my house and I kind of like did two columns of what can I provide that's free for people? And then what paid offerings can I give that are maybe a little bit more elevated that will help me be able to sustain myself and try to keep it very balanced um, so that we can feel like we're giving back, not taking advantage, but also putting out really good content to help us sustain ourselves. I think that if we can't sustain our livelihood, we're not going to be able to give back at all because we're going to be so overwhelmed. Right. So it's, it's a dance. Oh, you're, t you're telling us, like, it is a dance. Yeah. It's crazy. It definitely is. Um, I definitely want to leave this this talk with you on a super high and positive optimistic outlook right on this whole situation so what just quickly just tell us like your top top tips in just taking care of our mental health in this crisis yeah i i would prioritize a couple of things and so the first thing would be taking care of your physical body really asking yourself have i had water food whatever making sure that you're connecting with people online, offline, listening to your needs and checking in with yourself constantly and just having compassion around all of this, your feelings, your behaviors, your emotions, and then trying to extend that compassion to others. And also just remembering that like we are all in this at the same time and you are literally never alone in how you're feeling. I can guarantee there's 
probably somebody out there that feels like you at all times. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to be reposting a lot of your, you know, great content with on your social. You're putting such great resources. Um, so for our listeners and everybody on Instagram live um, at sit with wit is her handle, but we're going to be reposting a lot of things because especially now more than ever wit, I know you're going to be putting out some, some great resources to help us all during this time. And you hit it on the nail, you know, we got to be communicative, connected so that way we can uh, all kind of survive this, this crisis right now. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you sharing all of, of, of my content and I hope that it's helpful to everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Whitney. We hope that you stay safe, sending you all the love and positive vibes your way. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. You can find more resources surrounding COVID-19 by signing up right now to our newsletter at wearemillennialwomen.com. And let's stay connected and share how we are feeling on social media by DMing us at We Are Millennial Women on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we encourage you to continue on with the conversation. Always remember to continue being the strong, amazing woman that you are and never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love Melissa and Stephanie Karkache.